Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. rd.com 101.5 fm in anderson and 95.1 fm in clemson pickens and seneca yes our ingles advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063 1-800-347-1063 and the common sense retirement planning text line is 71307 71307 apropos of those of you listening yesterday we will not certainly spend as much time today on this as we did yesterday, but I should simply note, as I promised one texter or caller, I forget which, uh, but I did agree to uh, actually uh, have a hot dog that was wrapped in a tortilla and cooked in an air fryer and served with pico and sour cream and with a side of white chili. I can pronounce it officially yummy, okay? Really good. I liked it. I liked it. So all of our discussion yesterday, educating yours truly about the many ins and outs of hot dog eating, preparing, and what have you, uh, mustard versus ketchup and all the rest, well, uh, deeply appreciated. And thank you. Uh, your uh, humble host is uh, is very grateful. Uh, well, Congress is back in town, so lock up all of your uh, women and valuables, uh, if you're in Washington, of course. Uh, uh, and there will not be a government shutdown. That much they have settled. But uh, uh, there is still much question about uh, what will come forth in the way of a coronavirus relief bill. Of course, the, the news we just heard on the hour from Ann Robards was uh, indicative that uh, something seems to be in the works. Uh, again, it's nice to know that the, the Democrats were willing to, to cut a trillion dollars out of their original uh, pork-laden bill but I doubt that there was only a trillion dollars in it to begin with. So when you ask for uh, an ocean and they give you back a lake, uh, it's often easy to ignore that all you really needed was a swimming pool, okay? Uh, I can remember all the things that were stuck into that first bill that Nancy Pelosi wanted. 
things uh, such as uh, help for her, one of her pet peeves, the Kennedy Center, which I've been to the Kennedy Center. It's a lovely building, and like any other public venue, uh, it should get by on uh, the money that it charges people to come sit and watch stuff. Uh, does not need a host of outside help just to uh, maintain all those beautiful walls and ceilings and floors and all the rest of that. It's a lovely building, but uh, it's not something that, that should be uh, supported by uh, the public that much. If, if it can't make a go of it, then uh, it can't make a go of it. And uh, I know these are tough times, but, but still. The, the, the main thing is that had nothing to do whatsoever with the pandemic. I mean, the help for the post office, which doesn't even really need the money. Uh, there were a host of, of pet projects included in this money. And the worst of all, probably, the worst of all is the number of states out there, Illinois is a particularly bad example, but far from alone, which have gone way over the top in terms of uh, salaries for uh, public employees and pensions, which is, of course, pensions include down-the-road payments, and all of a sudden they're stuck. They don't have enough cash, and so they expect the rest of us to bail them out. So what the Democrats essentially said was, let's just bail out the states because of the pandemic, including those states who were already in dire circumstances anyway because they were too weak to tell the state employees' unions to go fly a kite when it comes to their inflated pensions and, and paychecks. And so that's what the rest of us were supposed to bail them out of. And again, we are in very difficult, dire circumstances right now. I understand the need to do something because we have arbitrarily shut down the economy and uh, something has to be done to keep cash flowing. That I understand, even though there are problems that I'll discuss in a second. But that is hardly an excuse for us to then bail out people who fund state employees who make much more in terms of money, in terms of salary, much more in terms of benefits, pensions, and the like than the average citizen of those states. That's wrong, but this is what the Democrats have been trying to pull. And, of course, it uh, all comes down to, oh, President Trump is so heartless because he won't help all these poor people who need help. Uh, yes, he will help all the poor people who need help, but he'd like to limit it to the poor people who need help and not to those who are too stupid and too weak not to draw a line for these public employee unions. Uh, that's the problem. Now, in terms of, of dumping all of this money on our national debt, I am a deficit hawk, always have been. It's one of the areas, frankly, where I disagree with the president, who has never been a deficit hawk. It's one of the few areas where there's bipartisan agreement between, unfortunately, many Republicans, including the president, and all the Democrats. And that is, it doesn't matter what you put on the national debt. And you know why it doesn't matter? Because our kids and our grandkids will pay it and our kids are too young, and our grandkids aren't born yet, so we'll stick them with it because all the politicians care for are the people who can actively vote right now. And the rest of us go along with this because, unfortunately, far too many of us happen to actually believe in the free lunch. Oh, we say we don't, but we don't cast our ballots that way. So that uh, is unfortunate. But if you look at that $26, 27000000000000 trillion, I haven't checked the website usdebtclock.org that recently, but uh, it's getting close to $27 trillion. And maybe $3 trillion of that has been put up there because of the pandemic and uh, the rest of it, because we just automatically screw our kids and our grandkids day in and day out for several decades, because it's, it's, it's easier than paying our bills. 
we desperately need a balanced budget constitutional amendment with teeth in it to force us to pay our bills. And, uh, of course, we're not going to do it. Any of you out there who are afraid that we might actually do it, fear not. We're far too self-indulgent to ever do the right thing, but that's what we ought to do. And the problem with all of the money that we have been spending about the pandemic, the problem boils right down to an issue of uh, immediate needs of the economy. When you arbitrarily and artificially reduce the economy uh, down, then you have to do something to keep cash flowing. You can't just simply say that uh, we're going to shut down the economy and uh, all of you people who run restaurants and uh, hotels and and filling stations and the like, that uh, you can all just go out to the money tree growing in your backyard and pluck off $100 bills to, to pay your employees. Afraid not any more than the Treasury Department can make up the deficit, the deficit by going out to the money tree in their backyard and plucking off the $100 bills. Uh, it, it just doesn't exist. So we'll see what Congress does. Uh, my guess is that they'll do something, and it'll probably be, oh, I'm guessing close to $2 trillion, maybe one and a, a big fraction of $2 trillion. They'll probably do something. But uh, it it won't come down to necessarily being the right thing, and there will be some bailing out of states which don't deserve it. So uh, that's for openers today. Lots of other th- stuff that we will uh, jump uh, drop into the hamper here this afternoon uh, at uh, 1063 WORD. Glad to have you with us today, Jim Bohannon at uh, 1063 WORD, and now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, also 101.5 FM in Anderson, everywhere on the Radio.com app. Our time on the Bobby Mack Show is 3.15. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 
Afternoon, all. Thank you for being with us today. One eight six six five. One eight. Pardon me. One eight hundred three four seven one zero six three. That's our uh, official certified actual number in which to uh, call into the show. It's been used by Gerald in uh, in Cowpens to offer some thoughts this afternoon on uh, the Bobby Mack show for Tuesday, September eighth. Hello, Gerald. Good afternoon, sir. Jimbo, since so many of these politicians like the idea of mail-in violence. It would only be fair that we could receive a weapon through the mail, don't you think? <laughs> well, that's an interesting thought. I, I got to tell you that, uh, uh, frankly, I'm uh, uh, not uh, thoroughly pleased with the notion of mail-in ballots. Uh, in terms of what I'm all you should send to the mail, I, I really, I you know, I hadn't even even thought beyond the uh, the mail-in ballot uh, uh, thing, uh, Gerald. Uh, although probably uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, picking those up in person with uh, uh, a certain amount of identification, but no, I, I I certainly am not a fan of mail-in ballots. I got I got to tell you. <laughs> All right, take care of yourself, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate your call. All right, Gerald. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole mail-in ballot thing is just getting to the point of the of the ridiculous. I mean, you've got now. For the uh, the U.S. Postal Service actually saying mail-in ballots might not be counted. Uh, They're sounding the alarm. These are officials at the U.S. Postal Service, okay? This is not some of those nasty, rabble-rousing, right-wing Republicans, no. Officials at the Postal Service who should have some handle, I would think, on just uh, what they are capable of doing. Uh, They're saying that uh, Americans... Votes might even get counted if they choose to fill out their ballot that way. Uh, This is from the the Daily Beast reporting that during a Thursday meeting with the Postal Service's Elections Integrity Task Force, and you'll be thrilled to know that they have one, that is the Postal Service's Elections Integrity Task Force, the official said the problems are on the horizon. One senior official at the agency said during the meeting, and I quote, with the drastic increase of ballots compared to previous elections, in some cases a tenfold increase in the number of ballots in some states, there are some issues in the supply chain. (laughs) I think there is some issue, an issue or two in the supply chain, I do. Uh, Another, that's one of the the more mild ways, I think, to, uh, to put it, issues in the supply chain, yeah. Said another, despite the heroic efforts I know you guys will pursue to get that ballot in the hands of voters, the reality is that's going to be a difficult situation for that voter to have their votes counted. Well, I'll tell you something. The uh, the problem there, uh, Postal Service official, is uh, not so much that of getting the ballot in the hands of the voters. It's getting the ballot back properly voted on uh, by an actual registered legal voter. That's the problem. Oh, they'll get a lot of ballots out there. Whether or not everybody who's supposed to get one gets one, I don't know. I know that personally, I intend to uh, vote in person. I'm not even sure what the uh, what the mail-in options are in uh, in South Carolina. I know we have absentee voting in which you can request a ballot, which I have done on a number of occasions. Uh, I don't care, even if the unless this state had mandatory mail-in voting, and I think that does exist out there in places like Oregon. Unless I didn't have the option of showing up on election day, I will be showing up on election day, okay? And I will I will take the the words of uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci: if you maintain social distancing and if you wear a mask, it should not be a problem. That's uh, going to be my approach. Uh, 
anyway, a difficult situation for the voter to have their votes counted. The real difficult situation is going to be for the voters who would like only legitimate votes to be counted. That's the difficult situation. Uh, anyway, uh, one official is also quoted as saying some of these printers just don't have the capacity that they were used uh, to in prior elections. These are print issues with printers who produce mail-in ballots. So uh, it's, it's, it's a disaster waiting to happen. It is almost a certainty that, that we will not know who won the election on the night of November 3rd. Uh, I don't believe we will wake up to know the winner on the morning of uh, November 4th, the day after the election. And uh, we've had very few elections where we didn't know the winner uh, pretty soon thereafter. Of course, the, uh, the very tight circumstances that occurred in uh, Gore-Bush, uh, Gore, uh, Gore, <laughs> Gore Bore-Gush, as I was saying, in Gore-Bush in 2000. That uh, went on for quite some time and for, before the Supreme Court uh, made its ruling in that case. But uh, uh, Richard, even Richard Nixon, who probably got cheated out of the presidency by uh, JFK's father, uh, buying uh, votes of uh, dead people in Cook County, Chicago, Nixon conceded. I think it was the next the next day, not that late into the day. There have been a few a few races that were were somewhat close, but but you know, you certainly a week later, uh, we know. Uh, and we have ever since we've had mass communications. I don't know how long it took people to know who won back uh, before uh, television, radio, and the, even the telegraph. I'm not sure how long it took, but I don't care. We don't live in those eras, and we, we would like to know now. I will admit that I have always enjoyed election night coverage and uh, watching the ebbs and flows and, uh, and reporting uh, who is uh, ahead and who is behind. Uh, but, of course, the object of this exercise is not to give me a, a happy thing to do on election night either. But it is to have a fair and fairly efficient count. And this whole process is fraught with major problems, uh, not the least of which is ballot harvesting. It, uh, well, we'll, we can go into this in some, in some greater, greater detail, but, but you see problems all the time here. Uh, uh, in, uh, in one particular case, a person was a photo to do an elections inspector uh, office, and the elections inspector voted twice, once under false identification. This from Project Veritas, which is a very important service that we're going to be using a lot uh, after this election, I can assure you. Uh, it is uh, it, it's a sad circumstance, and, and we are uh, on the edge of, uh, of problems we've never even thought about before. Millions of Americans could accidentally be uh, disenfranchised. Uh, the president uh, says that there's no way that mail-in ballots will be anything less than substantially fraudulent. Now, of course, his critics charge there is no evidence that voting by mail results in fraud, which is, in fact, uh, not true. Uh, there are, are several. Uh, I can give you numerous examples. And, of course, that's just the ones that we found out about. But uh, uh, it is a source of potential voter fraud, but the bigger problem is not voter fraud, it is voter failure. There is uh, plenty of evidence that uh, mail-in voting had the unintended consequence of disenfranchising millions of eligible voters, 
and I'm going to get into some uh, details about just what that involved. Uh, this is a bad idea. It is an unnecessary idea, and it is a, a wide-open chance for a lot of people to get uh, hurt pretty badly in terms of the electoral process. Jimbo for Bobby Mack. It's now 329. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay then thank you for joining us this afternoon it's now 24 before 4 at uh, 106.3 WORD on the beginning of not summer, pretty much in the minds of everybody after Labor Day. That's what you, you pretty much think. Wasn't like we thought it was going to be. No, indeed. Once we got this pandemic behind us, hey, our problems were over. Well, anyway, uh, looking at the, the potential problems of, uh, of mail-in voting, 
security measures provided by in-person and absentee voting is lost in a mail-in vote. States will have to rely only on handwriting comparisons, a subjective process which is uncertain at best, and it assumes that the people involved are trying really hard and know what they're looking for and are not uh, inundated by uh, by votes uh, that uh, you know that they, they can otherwise check. Voter rolls are notoriously littered with duplicate, dead, and ineligible names. Tens of millions of ballots will be mailed out to these names, and there's no way to regulate who actually receives and casts the ballot. No way. And I'll enumerate some of those uh, those problems with uh, the uh, uh, duplicate, dead, and ineligible names. Vote harvesters, special interest groups which distribute and collect ballots, who only mean to serve the public good. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, vote harvesters will swarm to communities in our most vulnerable populations, specifically the elderly, to capture votes in whatever way serves their purposes. Delivery of paper ballots to and from the voter relies on the Postal Service and postal workers who have no accountability in the overall process if ballots are not delivered the voter has no recourse. Also, a massive influx of paper ballots will be impossible for counties to securely manage. Accuracy of the count will be unavoidably compromised. Again, even in states that have the vote-by-mail process, you're better off going in person to vote. Sure, uh, socially distance yourself. Uh, wear a mask. Wear a hazmat suit. But Line your clothes with lead, whatever makes you feel happy. But vote in person, because that way your vote is actually cast. But I would note that uh, the uh, Pew Center on the States and and the the Pew people are not exactly known as, shall we say, hotbeds of radical conservatism, okay? Even they admit these following numbers. There are about 24 million Voter registrations in the country that are no longer valid or are significantly inaccurate. That's about one out of every eight voter registration in the country. More than 1.8 million deceased individuals are listed as voters. They're still out there. Approximately two and three-quarter million people have registrations in more than one state. I found I had that at one point. Didn't even know it, but uh, through a process of doing some back-checking on some other items, it came to my attention that uh, I, in fact, was registered. I could have voted once at the time. It would have been in Maryland, caught a plane, and there were a lot of connections between Maryland and uh, Chicago, and I was registered in Illinois. I could have gone back, cast a ballot there, and flown back. Now, granted, that's uh, a lot of time and expense for me and only one vote, but, uh, again, you multiply that by the uh, the two and three-quarter million that's estimated that uh, exist out there, and you, you see the beginnings of the problem. It is simply not worth it. And, uh, again, there are, are many examples of this sort of thing that, uh, that that you can point out. I know that the, the naysayers all say, well, that, that doesn't mean that that's a, that's a whole lot of, of such examples out there. Uh, but the, the fact is that, that, that the examples that we do find are examples which uh, are just the ones that we know about. Don't forget that a month after the New York City primary with mail-in balloting, they didn't know who had won. That's in one congressional district. And on and on and on it goes. Uh, it is, 
it is just a, a bad circumstance that can only get worse if we don't try and do something to make sure that this doesn't happen. Canvassers uh, found that 72% of Detroit's absentee ballot counts were off. Again, this is a problem that is just asking to get worse. And it uh, it's not going to get better by anything other than keeping the ballots that are mailed in limited to absentee ballots requested by the individual and with uh, with better checks to be uh, put behind them than uh, exist under this this tidal wave of uh, of votes that uh, are otherwise not uh, capable of, of really being counted uh, accurately uh, 38 people I note here just a few of the the stories I've come across 38 charged with vote fraud in Virginia Texas convicted 50 people of vote fraud including one woman who voted in the name of her dead mother uh so in Colorado, uh, some 5,000 non-citizens voted in their 2010 election. Uh, a Maryland congressional candidate dropped out of the race after it was discovered that she had been voting both in Florida and in Maryland. 54 ACORN employees, well, there's a big surprise, have been convicted of voter fraud or related activity. In Oregon, one man was convicted of vote fraud for voting for, for his deceased son and deceased brother. And those are the ones we know about. There is no reason for this. Now, let, let me ask you a simple question. If you have young children, why don't you have them go outside and play in traffic? I'm not urging you you do that, just in case somebody gets wild and crazy, but, but suppose you did. Would they make it home alive? Probably. Probably. Kids have pretty good reflexes. Kids don't really want to get hit by a car. Drivers have pretty good reflexes, and they really don't want to hit a kid. Probably the kid would return home. I'm not sure what the odds are. I would certainly not ever like to find out what the odds are. But the question you would have to ask yourself is, why would you take such a terrible risk? Why would you take such a terrible risk? There's no reason to. There's no benefit to be derived then why would we take this terrible risk for no particular benefit? There are procedures available for people who have trouble getting around. There are methods available, absentee ballots, among others. Why take the risk? And the answer is there's no good reason, but there is certainly a very bad reason, and that is because it greatly increases the chances to manipulate the outcome of the election. That's why. And make no mistake about this, this notion that uh, Republicans are all out to, uh, to deny people uh, the right to vote, that Republicans are all out to, to uh, keep legitimate voters from casting a ballot, is a lie. But again, it's, it's a popular lie. But we are certainly out, if you're a legitimate, decent American, you, it, you are certainly out to keep people who have no business voting from voting. You better believe it. There's no reason whatsoever why non-citizens should be casting a ballot anywhere in this country, although some jurisdictions, like the People's Republic of Tacoma Park, Maryland, have actually allowed people underage and people who are not citizens to cast ballots, and there are other such examples. You can't do it certainly in state or federal elections, but you can uh, legally as a non-citizen vote in those elections because they don't care about citizenship. 
No, we're all one big, happy, inclusive family. What horse crap? No, we're not. So, for what it's worth, let's uh, simply keep in mind that uh, this is a problem that is just looming on the horizon. It's clear we're not going to do anything about it. No, we're going to blunder right smack into this very avoidable problem. We are going to have millions and millions of mailed-in ballots. We're going to have millions and millions of ballots of questionable integrity and millions and millions probably of those with just flat-out no integrity. And then we're going to try to sort it out. If it's a landslide, at least we'll know who won. But there's no sign of a landslide. We'll find out. Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3. The time now is 15 before 4. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good to have you with us this afternoon at uh, 1-800-347-1063, our Ingalls Advantage talk line, 1-800-347-1063, and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307, 71307. We'll check the text line here in uh, just a second. We are, of course, in uh, Tuesday, September the 8th. That is 56 days, eight weeks until the election, except for those who have already started voting like some of you in North Carolina as of last Friday. Oh, happy birthday. Bernie Sanders is 79 today. And uh, we've been avoided Bernie as president. But uh, I'm not sure if uh, if Biden wins, it'll be much better. Uh, we'll talk about the debates a bit before we're through this uh, afternoon as well. But uh, uh, the, the question of voter failure is one that has to be uh, serious, uh, seriously uh, encountered here. A Massachusetts Institute of Technology study of the 08 presidential election found that about 3.9 million voters said they requested mail ballots but never received them. 
2.9 million ballots that were sent out did not make it back to election officials, and about 800,000 were rejected for a variety of reasons, either because they were postmarked after the election, arrived without a signature, were improperly filled out, or did not match voting records. So the uh, pipeline that moves ballots between voters and elections officials is very leaky, the study concluded. Uh-huh. More recently, the Democratic primaries of 2020. Six weeks after the New York congressional primaries, winners were not declared in two closely watched House races. That, thanks to complications in counting the surge of more than 400,000 mail-in ballots, of which state officials have already invalidated 84,000. And that, mind you, was in one congressional district, not the whole blinking country. In California, elections officials rejected more than 100,000 mail-in ballots in that state's March presidential primary. To put those numbers in perspective, President Trump won the White House in 2016 thanks to roughly 80,000 votes in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin combined. In Pennsylvania alone, mail ballot problems kept about 92,000 people from voting in a primary in a state that the president won by just 44,000 votes four years ago. In Florida, about 18,500 mail-in ballots were not counted, and in Nevada, 6,700 were rejected. In a close race, such failures can easily call the results into question. Now, these weren't even because of fraud. These were because of mistakes by voters, postal problems, or the inability to handle the massive surge in ballots that overwhelmed electoral systems not equipped to handle them. The problems I just outlined were not even involving people trying to to, to screw over the process, which we've already discussed. Goodness knows they'll have their opportunity. We're talking about a system in which the problems arose, assuming everybody was as honest as the day is long. But if election officials had this much trouble handling mail-in ballots during low-turnout primaries, imagine what will happen in a high-turnout general election. And it'll be a high-turnout election. Put aside the ability of election officials to process the results. Does anyone believe that the Postal Service is ready to handle a sudden deluge of tens of millions of ballots right before Election Day? And that's when a lot of them are going to be cast. Millions of ballots are inevitably going to be delayed, be misdirected, or arrive without postmarks, in which case your vote is shot down the toilet. Vote in person, folks. Vote in person. Many will be invalidated because voters made mistakes filling them out and could not ask elections workers for help marking the ballot correctly, which you can do when you're at the voting place, the precinct. If mail-in voting is permitted at the level that we have been talking about, it'll throw the election into chaos. It could very well actually be Democrats who wind up crying foul. A study of Georgia's 2018 midterm elections found mail-in ballots of younger, minority, and first-time voters are most likely to be thrown out. Interesting. I'll repeat that. A study of Georgia's 2018 midterm elections found that mail-in ballots most likely to be thrown out were cast by black, Hispanic, and uh, 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 younger and first-time voters. I mean, let's not forget, some snowflakes are going to have to be shown how to mail a letter. You know, you put on postage, and you put it in the mailbox. They don't do this. All right. Democrats now pushing for mail-in ballots will soon be claiming that they are a tool of voter suppression. You watch. You mark my words. 
Now, the Democrats' solution to these problems is to relax the standards for mail-in balloting. Well, that always solves any problem. Reduce the standards, such as the requirement that they be postmarked. That is an invitation to fraud. If a candidate is narrowly behind on election night, what is to stop their supporters from sending in a slew of ballots after Election Day, especially in states that permit ballot harvesting, where campaign workers collect absentee ballots in bulk and say, Oh, look what we found. Just enough ballots. <laughs> Just enough ballots to make a difference in the race there, okay? There will be millions of blank ballots in circulation, because instead of sending ballots only to voters who request them, many states intend them to be sent to every single registered voter, including all those who shouldn't be registered, which inevitably includes many who moved or died. And uh, this probably does not matter in deep blue or deep red states, where the final result is not in doubt, but in swing states. Even if there's no fraud, it could lead to disaster. It could lead to major, major problems. And I would remind you, by the way, of uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson. We all remember President Lyndon Johnson. You may not uh, remember much about how he first came to the prominent position. He was a congressman. He ran for governor of Texas, uh, pardon me, senator of Texas, against a governor in 1948. And he was uh, the underdog. And uh, he acquired the nickname, nickname Landslide Lyndon. He got called Landslide Lyndon because there was one county which suddenly found just enough to give him his statewide margin, which was, by the way, 87 votes. Lyndon Johnson won the primary for his first bid for the U.S. Senate by 87 votes. It just so happened that all of these ballots were found, lo and behold, in one county in Texas. And this is really remarkable. Think about this. All of the voters signed in with the same handwriting in alphabetical order. Gosh, what are the odds? Now, that was in-person voting, but I think you see the point. The voting process is shaky enough as it is. It matters that we have an accurate count, and it matters, frankly, that, that people believe we have an accurate count. People are willing to say, okay, we'll go along with the outcome. It was a fair race. We'll come back. We'll do it better next time. If they don't believe that, then how much do we agree to? Think about that. Mail-in ballots are a terrible idea. This is Jim Bohannon for Bob McLean at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, my friend, and we've got plenty to talk about. We'll take some calls, some text messages, and a bunch of other stuff after Ann Robards gives us the news. Stand by 3 till 4. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 